a lot of people live in denial because they think that to be realistic is to be depressing. I'm Dr. Mike, host of Going There. It was the first song where I wrote about how I felt like my depression was killing me and I didn't want it. Going There breaks the stigma of mental health issues by having real honest conversations with your favorite musicians, including Alessia Cara, Lizzie Hale, Jewel, Jason Isbell, Gerard Way, Lauren Gray, Shamir, and Barty Strange. There was something there that was so raw where I was like, wow, I can't believe someone would say that. Let's go there on Going There with Dr. Mike, brought to you by Sound Mind Live and the Consequence Podcast Network every other Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Consequence Podcast Network. Some bands just need a shot, a shot at standing on a stage at a festival in front of thousands and thousands of people. It all started on the cafe stage at Bonnaroo for the Black Keys. Who will be next? Festival first-timers from San Diego, California, almost Monday. Our guest today on the What Podcast, which bands this year that matter. It starts right now. If you're new to the show, welcome. If we've known you forever, welcome back. It's the What Podcast, which bands this year that matter from two and a half parts of the country. I'm Brad Steiner, Barry Corder, Lord Taco on your TV screen, moving picture box, and in your earbuds. Uh, welcome back, gentlemen. How are you? Look at the tan, hello, Barry hello. Corder. Look at that warm what is glow. Happening? It's lighting. Everything is you know, lighting, man. You it's know, all... we, we get hooked up with Consequence, and Barry, the first thing he does is install a tanning bed. Hair and makeup. Hair right. and makeup. <laughs> Speaking Skin of, that's, that's a good-looking dude you got working right there. Yeah, you happy with it? Yeah. I, that might be the best. I, I haven't been happy about some of the previous ones that you liked a lot, but that one's pretty good. You're rating my haircuts now. That's what you're uh, doing. Today, you're and only today. <laughs> Well, the thing is, is that moving to a new city, uh, by the way, if you don't know, I'm in New Orleans, uh, Barry uh, Quarters in Chattanooga, and uh, Lord Taco is in an undisclosed location in his Volkswagen bus. I moved to New Orleans after being in, in Chattanooga for 20 some odd years, and I had the same girl all the time, and she knew exactly what my head of hair needed to do. Moving to a new city, this was the hardest thing that I've had to do finding friends that's easy you know finding your local bar finding a dentist a hair guy 
the I hardest think, move you can make. I think the most excited I've ever seen you. You were about to drive from here to Nashville, was I it? Did, yeah, I did. Yes, I did drive from Chattanooga, Nashville, one time <laughs> to, to get a pay haircut. how much money? We never, you we never did disclose. We don't want to talk about that. But her name is Chainsaw Betty. So when you look up, was it the, Chainsaw? The, on the I pantheon, no, the pantheon <laughs> of people that cut hair right at the top. Chainsaw Betty, well, uh, which, by the way, if you're in Nashville and you need a quick cut, go to her. The reason why I like her is, and I didn't know this until I sat down, Yellow Wolf owns the place. And so when she sat me down and she goes, so how'd you find out about us? Are you a fan of Wolfie? Who in the hell is Wolfie? <laughs> <laughs> what, what am I supposed to know about? And so she had to say, oh, it's Yellow Wolf. I'm like, you know what? If Yellow Wolf was cutting my hair, I don't think I'd be able to pick him out of a lineup. I have no idea who Yellow Wolf is. And you he know, I'm place, very fond of my own Gains hair. I'm very fond of my own hair, but I cut my own for like 20 years. And uh, my, my feeling was it'll be fine by Monday. It'll all <laughs> be right back by Monday. And typically it is. So we're on different universes in this regard you know it's really uh, you. you can't even imagine can you i'm feeling a tad ill i, <laughs> I don't necessarily feel comfortable with this conversation <laughs> it doesn't yeah. compute the math doesn't add up you cut your own hair yep i mean i know we love bonnaroo and camping but you're taking this lifestyle way too far barry I, how is it what? how is it that you got into bonnaroo and got into camping and got more glammed out how is it yeah. <laughs> you became i a just let it go man Going, going blonde was the best thing I ever did. <laughs> That's what you call blonde. I think the eyes are next, Barry. I think the eyes are next. I know, yeah. right? I'm yeah. uh, really excited. Anyway. So in, in How in do we get on? Week, well, you know, you talk, start talking about my hair, and I just won't be able to stop. If you listened to some previous episodes, you know that now we're part of the Consequent Podcast Networks. You've heard us talk to Deftones, which looking back on it, I, I want to do a whole episode of just us talking about talking to Deftones. Wasn't that fun? Um, I'll be honest with you. It's it's petrifying. Oh, petrifying. because – yeah, see – yeah, because it mattered I, to me. Yeah, that's in that. In, we all have those. I didn't realize you were that big a fan. Well, it's one of these things that, like, there are certain things that I'm not necessarily comfortable about talking about. Um, one of them is playing golf. Um, and then there are other like bands that I just don't know how I'm supposed to communicate what I like. Um, like for instance, you know something about me that not many people know. I love the band. Yeah, oh, uh, Hootie. Hootie and the Blowfish. Hootie. Yes. Yes. And I followed them around the country when I was 19. Yeah. So when I start to try and tell people that the the bands that I listened to when I was a kid were Hooting the Blowfish, Neutral Moke Hotel, Deftones, they look (laughs) at me like I'm insane. So I just prefer not to talk about it. So, okay. My moment was Brian Wilson. Absolutely. I, I, I couldn't speak. I knew, and he doesn't. Thought he you were going to say Linda Ronstadt. I'll be honest with you. He doesn't do. Brian doesn't do interviews. It was one of those. I mean, I didn't know we were going here, but I. My brother Bob is a huge Beach Boy fan. He's turned more people onto the real Beach Boys than probably the real Beach Boys. We're not talking about surf stuff. We're not talking about Mike Love stuff. We're talking Brian Wilson and well, the. What Jesus. is real Beach Boys stuff? Brian Wilson stuff. Surf stuff. Okay, so why don't you say that? It's Brian Wilson stuff. Okay, yeah, well, nobody likes Mike Love. So, and, and this will come up later. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. By the way, Taco, a short story. One day I texted Barron's like, I've got an interview with a Beach Boy tomorrow. And he said, if it's Mike Love, I don't care. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I can promise you. So, <laughs> it was Mike Love. <laughs> so, <It's> Mike Love. <laughs> so, Brian Wilson is coming to Chattanooga. 
and you know, I like I always do, put in a request. I get this phone call saying, "Hey, he'll talk to you in like two days." You have to understand, my family, my brothers are such fans that I knew I could not have this conversation without reaching it out to them first. So I sent all three of them the same text. I have an interview with Brian Wilson. What should I ask? Because I knew if I waited till after, I would have gotten a litany. You know, why didn't you? Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And um, all three of them took forever to respond. The only answer I got back was, why is Mike Love such a dick? <laughs> You know, it was a um, it's a fair question, honestly. <laughs> but, you know, the guy, he I think he gets a bad rap. He was a sweet, I think that being a multi billionaire, you soften up a little bit. He was very nice to me. I had no problem with him whatsoever. No, he was nice to me. I've interviewed him. In fact, my daughter, who you've met, she answered the phone when he called here. Yeah, he house. dated. Nice. He, but he, she answered <laughs> the phone when he called here. So, I mean, no, he it was just uh, you have to be a Beach Boy fan to understand. And I don't feel bad saying what I just said, but because that's what they said. But uh, that was the one I knew if I didn't, I was going to go completely Chris Farley. You what were do you in mean the Beach what, Boys. What, what, does, what does going Chris Farley mean to you? I was going like to go Chris Farley. Like doing cartwheels onto Letterman? No, side? I was going to go Chris Farley, Paul McCartney. So you were in the oh, Beach Boys. Oh, I get the reference now. Yeah, what was that like? Good. Yeah, what was that like? That that's, what, that's exactly what I was going to okay. do. I got and, you and Especially if you've seen him interviewed. Anyway, that was mine. Um, he That was a... I had a good two years, man. I, I got to interview Steve Martin, Martin Short, Graham Nash and Brian Wilson all within like a little bit. All people that would have been on my on my list never thought would happen. So I understand. I get it. Well, I I, a I long don't where we went a hundred thousand miles. I, I know, but I, I don't want to get I don't want to get too out in, uh, ahead of ourselves. But we might have one on my list coming up later on the season. Um, I don't want to give anything away. Might be a box checked for old Brad guy coming up soon. I hope so. So we love this episode. If you're just now trying to figure out what the hell we're doing, this is essentially a show that uh, celebrates music festivals, music festival culture, inside baseball, chitter chatter. What we like about this episode specifically, we do it each and every year for Bonnaroo. The lineup is just packed full of artists that we don't know, that we've never heard of, especially when it gets into those, you know, eye doctor lines at the bottom. So what we decided to do one year is just like start talking to some people. And so we don't know and try and figure out who they're who they are, what they're about. And essentially it became Bonnaroo first timers. So first time artists that have never played Bonnaroo. And frankly, some of these people that we've talked to in the past have never played festivals before. It was so weird. Two years ago, we did two Bonnaroo first timer episodes and both bands ended up not playing the festival. (laughs) <laughs> so we talked to them before not playing a festival and they still haven't played a festival <laughs> so <laughs> you just don't know how this is gonna go it's among it's one of my favorite things i love well, i mean it's, it's the reason why we started the thing the, the show right. to begin with was to talk to and talk about bands that we had no we didn't know anything about because frankly the first time the first year we did this show the bonner lineup was not very good and so we had to spend weeks and months figuring out who in the hell half of these people were. It's not like the the days of today where every festival lineup is incredible. You know, it, we, it was a struggle in 2016, man. It was a great idea. And, uh, and now a lot of those bands are favorites. 
repeat, repeat. I mean, I don't. That wasn't that year, was it? But uh, no, that was that was a uh, that was a Bonnaroo led episode. That was well, not a Bonnaroo first. That was led into that whole sort of discovery thing, sure, and I think right. I think that's where we landed. That's what we love about these festivals. Yeah, uh, is is the discovery part. So today, yeah. uh, part one. I think that we'll have two parts for Bonnaroo first timers. But today we've got almost Monday. Almost Monday is really great, though. Almost Monday, they're starting to pop a little bit on the alternative charts. And me being a guy that runs an alternative station, uh, I'm very familiar with the kids of Almost Monday from San Diego, California, which turns out a lot richer of a musical city than you would anticipate. I Talking to Switchfoot a few months ago, I looked at him and I was like, you know, there's literally no one from San Diego. One of the great cities in the country that we all think of as as paradise, not really the biggest musical pedigree. And then they said, oh, sir, no, 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 no. And then listed (laughs) the dozens of people from from San Diego that I had no idea about. Now, what do you guys know? Have you listened to anything? What do you know about uh, the kids of Almost Monday who, I mean, legitimately might be dating your daughter, Barry? Uh, wow, you, you, that hurt. Uh, that that I hit mean, me right that between young. the eyes. Yeah, they're that young. <laughs> <laughs> no, Let I me like be honest them. with you. Russ's Russ's bus is older than these kids. <laughs> <laughs> My bus is older than me. I, I was. I great was, point. Really great. I was literally on the train with you until right then. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know that I've ever been speechless. No, I like them. I like them a lot. And what I I love and and you set it up just right. This is in my mind. This is why what we do is so much fun is the discovery. There's just there's no way around it. We I love from the first day I ever set foot on that farm. I mean, that was 20 years into my whatever career you want to call it already. Everything felt stale, whatever. And just this discovery. Wow, there's all these great bands and all these things I've never heard of. Some of them were going to go on to do great things. Some not. But right. whatever, that was the well, fun you, part. I mean, so, by the way, you know, Bonnaroo First Timers is how we found War and Treaty. But when you, uh, when you, when you get an assignment, or if you get an artist that calls you and says, "Hey, I want to do an interview with the paper," how many times do you say no, or just ignore it? Yeah, ninety percent. Yeah, see, that's the problem. And and I think that I uh, a couple of years ago I'll tell you a terrible story, uh, and I'm gonna get you play a little guessing game here. I worked at a top 40 radio station in Chattanooga, and there was a really, really young kid uh, who was on a major label. And they said, we're going to bring this kid by if you want to meet him and do like a small thing at the station. You know, he's got this sort of mediocre hit. Would you like to at least have him there, have some pizza, have a winner or two come by and he'll play in your break room? Well, my guy at the time, my music director said, no, thanks. No, thanks. We are uh, too busy. Way too busy. Way too busy in Chattanooga, Tennessee, doing yeah. radio. Guess who that bright little kid was? Uh, I, I I, mean, I could go Bieber. Justin I, I, Bieber. What? I guessed right. It was Justin Bieber. <laughs> we wow. said no to having Justin Bieber walk Yo. into the building. Why? Because we just happened to be a tad too busy that day wow. telling fart jokes on the radio. Just already, he was going to bring pizza. And he was bringing Papa John's. We should have wow. said yes just for the Papa, to be honest with you. There's that garlic dip. But we said no to it. And and it said to me at that moment, just stop saying no. Stop yeah. saying no. 
just don't you don't know who you're going to get when you can get them. So if you can get literally at this point, there's going to be a point in our life where uh, nobody will talk to us. I mean, if you remember, (laughs) if you remember our conversation with Kristen and Jared, repeat, repeat at Camp Nut Butter, who now do our theme song, which is awesome. The whole topic of the show was they always say yes. If you need us to play this gig, if oh, you man. need us to go to the radio show, if you oh, need us, whatever. That's a great point. So, so if, totally if Bieber and his people were, you know, if they're knocking at the door, I'm probably going to say yes. If they're I just totally sending me random email. Oh my God, that was a huge part of it. That was so, the thing. Right? They were well, all, yes, everything is well, yes. I, I have been saying this for the better part of like three years to anybody that I meet whenever they're like, hey, do you want to go? I was like, I say no to nothing. I say no to nothing. I forgot I got that from Jared. It hit me in the ass the other day. So I walk. So me and my buddy and went to the Pelicans game. Excuse me. We go to the Pelicans game and we come back and we just happen to be passing a guy's house that he knows. And so we're like, oh, we'll call him. We'll just run up to his apartment. We get up to his apartment. It's like 11 o'clock. It's after the game. And he meets me for the first time. He says, oh, nice to meet you. It's so great to meet you. Uh, I'm like, hey, Brad. Blah, blah. He's like, you want a drink? You want to like, I say yes to everything. I say no to nothing. So he walks into his bedroom, comes back out with a vial of LSD and says, <laughs> <laughs> say no to nothing, huh? <laughs> I looked at him. I was like, it's Tuesday. <laughs> Who's doing this on a Tuesday? All right. We, we might need to. Amend some rules in this thing. <laughs> I'm gonna let you clean this yeah. up, but whatever. <laughs> I said no. By the way, I'm just like I'm clarifying that I said no because it was Tuesday. Is that why you said no? It was Tuesday. <laughs> I, not, I don't know about the rest of the days, but I said no because it was Tuesday. All right. So uh, first up, Dawson, Cole, and Luke from Almost Monday. Oh my goodness, look at those guys. What's going on? Hello, fellas. How look at those going guys. On, gentlemen? Nothing much. We just uh, did this this like live stream in our garage, and uh, it's nice to not be in there. It gets super hot, so enjoying the outside now. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the, the bright, shining San Diego sun looks terrible. That looks <laughs> awful, huh? Yeah. yeah, where are you guys based out of? Well, we are in, uh, to, we say this uh, pretty regularly, we're in two and a half parts of the country. I'm in New Orleans. Barry Quarter is back uh, home where I'm from, Chattanooga, Tennessee. And then our buddy Lord Taco, Russ, is in an undisclosed location in his 77 Westphalia. So <laughs> How's it going? We don't, we don't really know where he is, but that's where us two are, at least. <laughs> he could be anywhere. Russ could be anywhere, literally. <laughs> that's the idea. In fact, in fact, he might be pulling up any minute, guys. Uh, so uh, be on the lookout. Yeah. You got, you got driveway I can crash in? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so the first thing that I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up is is uh, Barry was really complimentary about his own hair today. Barry, you a little jealous yet? You a little jealous? I told you the kid had good hair. This the is a good, good show. Hair. This is a hair show. All three of us got good hair. Look at this. Look We're getting that. killed I'm here, dude. Barry, you're killing it, man. And I, Thank I, you. I, I'm just saying that. It lo- it looks great. Thank you. Yeah, we should. We we need to exchange uh, tips and uh, hair care tips yeah. here. I know Brad probably has a whole regimen that he can share with us. So guys, 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 Dad cuts his own hair. That's all we need to I say. To. Dad cuts his own hair. <laughs> Some of us are blessed. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just so I'm so excited to talk to you guys because um, you guys sort of like found your way at least into my hemisphere so quickly and um, so abruptly, uh, and it's not like that for a lot of people. You know, not everybody you know programs a radio station. So, for those who don't know, almost Monday, give us the A, Bs, and Cs. Who 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 are you guys, and and tell me what you're about. Yeah. Yeah, well, thanks for thanks for having us, guys. We really appreciate yeah. it. Or uh, yeah, almost Monday. Three 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 friends. We all kind of grew up together. Um, uh, all grew up in San Diego. Luke and I started playing music together really really young. And then I met Cole surfing when um, I was around like 15. And we met literally like out in the water. And I came back to his house after we surfed and like met his dad. And his dad's like, well, Cole plays guitar. And I was at the time. Uh, like doing that show the boys so i was telling him about that and then gary kind of cool's dad was like you guys should you know link up and maybe try to do something and and then we uh kind of started the band from there but uh yeah that, that's sort of where our, our roots lie and we uh, in the early days we were just playing a ton of uh like just shows booking them ourselves like playing everywhere in san diego like the casbah a thousand times throwing shows uh you know at univ the surf shop our buddy surf shop and uh you know ended up going to college all in san diego and sticking together and you know yeah. really giving it a full shot because it's sort of what we cole want. cole at any point did you say dad <laughs> do we have to do this again <laughs> <laughs> he's my friend yeah. Everybody I bring over, you gotta talk hey. to him about playing guitar, don't you? <laughs> My friend. What? What was the music that? Uh, what was the music then that that sort of you bonded with? Um, I feel like at the time when we started the band, we were like, we didn't really record music. We were kind of just loved playing it live. So we just like we were a true garage band, and we just kind of like played music together and like you know made up some stuff every once in a while, like tried to write songs at the early stages but a lot of just like kind of surf rock music and kind of stuff that a lot of bands are playing around here locally it's kind of like where we started i think yeah we're listening to a lot of different when i met you were listening to like a lot of like classic rock um i don't know okay i gotta i gotta ask because i'm dad granddad whatever <laughs> What is, what what is classic rock to you? Because I can Blink already see Brad. Uh, yeah, Blink Brad's already loading Blink up. I can, I can see Brad loading up. Here it comes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, guys, if you say fog hat, he's gonna have to cut himself off. He's gonna have to leave. Yeah, I'm betting it's not Aerosmith. But so go ahead. Yeah, I mean, like Led Zeppelin, like yeah. here. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Psychedelic first. Yeah, psychedelic yeah, first. There you go. My man. Nice. Nice. Yeah, there's no so, wrong answer. It's just we're, <laughs> we're going to make fun of it no matter what. It is. <laughs> Blink, yeah, semi-sonic, whatever. Well, I find it to be so interesting that, um, uh, you know, I've talk, I talk to Switchfoot about the same exact topic of, of bands that are from San Diego. I mean, it's not like San Diego has the richest music history, right? No, uh, so... Yeah. And I, and I said this to them and, and this is not an insult. It, people in San Diego just have better shit to do. You know? I mean, like That's you literally so true. What <laughs> the heck? That's why it's like sports teams, shows, it's so hard to get people places cuz they could go do six other things. That's right. Like, Our pod 
stepping up though, man. We're finally have a team. We're silver. <laughs> yeah, well, I know they're doing well. I, I, I just like what you just said is the point. Um, well, we could be playing music, but we were surfing. Really? Um, so That's a great point. <laughs> just we, we've got other things to do in San Diego, but when you look at the like the the pantheon of San Diego music. It's actually better than you think, and that's what they reminded me of. I mean, yeah. aside from RuPaul, mind you, RuPaul. Uh, Eddie Vedder is from – Tom Waits is from San Diego. Blink-182, yeah. of course, STP. And then my favorite, Austrian Death Machine. Whoa. Huh. Austrian Death Machine. <laughs> you just yeah. pulled that out of your rear end. Well, like, I'm serious. Like, <laughs> All right. Nice. Good oh, for yeah. you. Eddie, Eddie Vedder is like from SDA. Like, or, yeah, he went to my high school. So, I mean, there's kidding. A, there's no kidding. Wow. That, that can surface, but you're right. Yeah. yeah. Shout out Eddie Vedder. He, he gave us like the best music program at our school. Like, <laughs> nice. Building. Nice. Wait a second. Hang on a second. So what, just, just real quick, what, what school is it? And what, what is the music program? Uh, the school is San Diego Academy. It's kind of, it's like the local public school here in like North County and Sanitas area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he just like, Paid for this huge building that has like tons of music programs from like like MIDI engineering and like music theory. I was able to take a music theory course there and like full like <laughs> wow as band and stuff. I did that for a little bit. I mean, this is at 16, 17 years old, right? The building's fairly new. It's probably like I don't know, like se- seven years old or so, like six years old. Do you, do you think that you gained a lot from that program, or do you think it's you know just too it was too new to to too oh, quick sure. they yeah. had like instruments and stuff too there that you could just use and uh yeah it took a no lot kidding. of kidding yeah it was super nice oh my god That's is there is cool. there another is there anybody else that has been in that program that is in sort of a, a band now that that you know the switchfoot guys oh wait. Um, didn't they go to sdm yeah they, the switchfoot guys did they like, really cool, they're like 60 yeah, that's before, <laughs> before the building. Oh, yeah. Sure. They're not that old. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I find this to be really fascinating because, because first of all, I didn't know it existed. Secondly, you know, if if you can, like, put a direct connection to, yeah. um, you know, Eddie Vedder and that music academy, I'm just letting you know. I mean, I'm not your manager, but opening slot. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's really cool. And for somebody like him to do that, that's that, that's amazing. Uh, yeah. I'm still sitting here. I'm a huge Tom Waits fan. I had no idea he was from there. I mean, so, it's, so uh, this this all this all started, you know, for you guys relatively quickly and not that long ago, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We were and, all just we we um, wanted to keep the band going after high school because we just really loved it. Um, and so Cole went to UC San Diego and Luke and I went to Point Loma Nazarene. So we were still like actively doing the band while in college and, um, yeah, kept going with it and then got signed. We were playing this show in Santa Monica. It was like one of the sketchiest shows of all time. Like the show that you would want an A&R guy who's interested in your band to come to, Uh like the mix there was no mixer like somebody had to bring in this tiny little mixing board and it was in this like uh, airplane hangar with like huge walls and it sounded awful but um like just the room and everything and and we're like can the a and r guy come to a different show 
and he ended who up was the A and R guy? Do you remember who? Do you, Mike, what's his name? Yeah, yeah, Mike Daly. He's over okay. at Hollywood. But um, yeah, it was. I mean, from there on, we were sort of like, okay, like let's give this a, a real shot. If uh, you know people are interested in helping us, and uh, yeah. See, Brad, I, I reminded you earlier, one of the lessons we learned from our friends Repeat Repeat when they came to Camp Nut Butter was always be ready. You never <laughs> know who's going to be in that audience, you know. For you sure. got to go hard, you got to go strong, and you got to be, be honest ready. With you. What I'm learning from this, I need to learn surfing. I uh, <laughs> just need to go surfing more. Okay, but but this is really interesting. So so you you this thing happens all relatively quickly. You don't. And correct me if I'm wrong. I might be totally wrong about this, but yeah. you have a lot of shows under your belt, and with the experience you have already, you're going to turn that into a festival show. And to double back on all of that, what does do you have any other festivals other than Bonnaroo ready to go? Are you going to be on any other festivals? And yeah. how's that all going to work for you? Yeah, I, I, a few of the ones that we're playing like aren't announced yet, so I don't really know how much we can kind of say it being unannounced. But yeah, we're gonna be playing some festivals this year. Which Speak is, freely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is nobody I mean, listens. We're we're touring with a band called AJR. Um, we're friends, doing friends of on our, the show. Friends of I actually, our, yeah. in fact, uh, long story short, not to interrupt, but uh, AJR, uh, they played my courtyard in Chattanooga, Tennessee, as their first ever radio show and then came oh, back and played a th- it played a thing called the running of the chihuahuas ask uh, adam one day about uh playing a chihuahua show and see what he says yeah no and, and just to be clear brad when he says courtyard it's about as big as the space you're sitting in right now <laughs> that's right yeah that's right yeah. so pretty cool yeah they're great gosh it's funny uh, yeah i was so we were on tour with with ajr we were we were opening for them and then uh obviously as we all know the pandemic happened and those shows were crazy like we got you know direct support which was huge for us like their audience and their fan base is crazy so we we played the first three shows of that tour and then it was picking back up in like april um so to be able to come back this year and like have some festivals and like figuring out what you know touring is going to be like in the fall is i mean like like i like we were saying earlier like it's kind of the reason we started a band was to play live um and it's kind of the main reason we we love doing it so it'll be nice to get back out on stage well with that being said when you look at the the fe- as a you know as this like kids loving music what were the festivals you were going to in san diego i'm, I'm guessing did you did you go to coachella at all i've been to coachella there's a there's uh there's a festival in san diego called kaboo um that we went to like i think like yeah. every Almost every yeah. year it was open, so. Okay. But but have you ever heard of Bonnaroo? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So yeah. what from, from the West Coast, from San Diego, what is your impression of Bonnaroo? Uh, it seems kind of like one of the, like, kind of like Lollapalooza, but for that area of the country, I guess. Feels like one, of, oh, in, yeah. in my head, the way I've always seen it is, like, it feels like one of the big three, like being Coachella, Bonnaroo, and Lollapalooza. And there's other huge ones too, but in my head when I think of like an American like you know music festival, I feel like Bonnaroo is up there in terms of like iconicness. Let me ask it this way, because because this is kind of what we sort of do. Brad and I and and Russ are fans, 
I don't know, first, whatever, but we also like talking about the industry. So from your point of view, what, what do you picture this next season? uh, If you, if, if you will, is going to be like for you guys personally and then professionally, what do you, do you separate the two or can you, you know what I mean? Or what, what, the, are you the types that sit and have like lists of here's what I hope to do? Or are you just like, yeah. man, let's go see what happens? <laughs> yeah, I think a mix of both. It's kind of hard to plan, especially as we've learned. It just, you know, there's one one plan and then it completely gets changed to another plan. And so it's kind of like, you know, you work really hard for everything and but hold everything loosely because you just yeah, you don't know that's... until you're on stage or, you know, in the car going to wherever, you know. So, yeah, I think... You're... It's just crazy to think, like, it seems almost like a different life last year when we were playing shows. It's like, it felt like a weird, like, fever dream of, like, amazing, going around all these little different places and people. And it's like, whoa, like, we're going to do that again. But, like, at, like, yeah. that was, like, a two, and we're about to go do it at yeah. 10. It's so much I mean, more. It's be crazy. Look, I think that you guys got a, now that I, you, you said it, you got a really good lesson going on a few shows with AJR. I mean, they've got a, um, they've got a festival like setup with that crowd. Uh, That crowd is insane. I mean, it might be because he's always in his underwear, but they're always (laughs) insane for some reason. Yeah, they are. No, I feel like those shows were like really good prep. I feel because like, uh, we played, uh, Aragon ballroom in Chicago, like filled out, which was crazy. And then like that venue in DC, uh, the Anthem, and that place is, I don't know if you guys have, have been there yet, but it's, I think it's a pretty new venue, but it was packed out. And we were like, holy shit, man, this is huge. There's a lot of people here. Um, well, that's, that's kind of a nerve wracking, huh? Because we've, we've had guests on before, AJR, I think. And I know Paul Janaway with St. Paul. It's like when they, when you do these types of things, it, it sort of becomes, we can actually do this. Yeah. This, mm-hmm. this is real, you know, this yeah. might be a way I, we can make I, a living. Yeah, I kind and it's weird. I actually sort of get way more nervous for the little club shows or even like smaller shows. When you like, like I remember we we opened for Foster the People at the Soda Bar, which is a really small venue, and the people are just right, right here. And you're looking, you're like performing, singing into people's faces, and you can just see everybody's reaction. In a bigger show, yeah. it's a little bit more like I don't even know what's going on. There's just a sea yeah. of people. It's almost like yeah. Not only not only can they see, not only can you see them, but they can see you. Yeah. And it almost is like way too vulnerable. Am I doing yeah. right? Do I have something in my pocket? Do they see my car keys? Um, I uh, something feels very weird here. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah. No, I I I love that because if there's anything that would be nerve wracking to me, it would be. Um, and I honestly, I was this close. I talked to Offspring yesterday, and I was this close to asking them. Does, I'll just ask you: yeah. Is there any time that you say to yourself, "Am I good at this?" All the time. Because, like, yeah, I mean, like, if, even if, all, if I, I was this close to asking Offspring this, but you know, I don't. I mean, it's Offspring. You know, they've been doing it for 30 <laughs> years. They don't give a shit if they're good at it. You know, <laughs> just love it. But I would be very nervous sometimes if I asked. If I was like having to do this and and you know thrust it into this world where I've always wanted to be, I mean, how I ask myself this question every day on the radio, and I I tell fart jokes for Christ's sakes, yeah. but I wonder if I 
Why am I? I wonder how much self doubt there is for, sure. for guys like you. Yeah, I, yeah, I was. I've talked to a few friends about this, but like the imposter syndrome of like I'm up here in uh, front. Oh, that's good. Yeah, they're gonna. Um, they're, everyone's gonna eventually figure out I'm not really. I'm faking exactly. this. Exactly. How long? Yeah, yeah. How long can I? Um, it's this feeling of how long can I like pretend like, you know. You're, you're supposed to be, you know, entertaining people at this high level and there's thousands of people. But I'm also like, man, I'm just Dawson. These are just my friends from San Diego. Like, is this really great? And stuff. I think the way I've simplified it for myself is um, to kind of go back on you guys were talking. But the Switchfoot guys, some I'm sure you guys know, probably the, the greatest dudes of all time, like the sweetest. Great. They're so amazing. But we were playing a show with them in San Diego um, at the Del Mar or the San Diego fair. And I was really nervous going out before the show. And I got, uh, John Foreman, the lead singer was right there. And I was just like, yeah, I'm nervous. It was like one of, and this was like before, this was still when we were in high school, I think. But, um, I remember his advice was like, just go out there and you're basically like a mirror for people, like your energy, you know, your confidence, you know, even you just having a good time, having fun, people kind of just reflect what you are giving off. Um, so for me, I feel that way all the time where I'm like, man, I don't, there's so much, there's people way more qualified to be up on the stage or entertain these people. But at the end of the day, I mean, I think if you're having a good time and, and hopefully you write some good songs and, uh, you know, you, you just get out there and have a nice time, I, I think people want to enter in into that time. So I, I try to not overthink it and just try to get out there. I, I think you just nailed it. I think yeah, yeah, I, I do was, too. Was, I think absolutely nailed it. That's right. I, 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 I've never put it. I've never thought about it this way, but it, it's a it is a two way street, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it, it only works when it's two ways. Yeah. Um, you know, I, and I think probably as an artist, a lot of people think I'm giving and they have to take, but they give back too. So yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, be, a, be a mirror. That's really it's really great. Now, yeah, when it comes to your song, first off, thanks thanks so much for for taking some time out of the the hot studio. But you know, when it comes to the way that you guys write songs, I will say, I mean, even even in this you know space that you're in, I mean, Barry, these kids just it it's hook after hook after hook after hook after hook. Um, so I mean, you guys you guys do, and believe me, by the way. People that write songs like that tell me that they know the industry uh, because this thing called call out and uh, hooks after hooks after hooks really good for call out and that's it gets you really good research and radio. Um, yeah. So yeah, they're they're radio made. It's a radio made uh, outfit that you guys have and and I'm really excited for you guys and I'm excited to see it what it becomes at Bonnaroo. Now being right outside the studio, you want you could walk in and play something, right? You're right there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, our studio being our garage filled with. Is it is it the garage? Is that all it is? Yeah, it's just a garage. It's nothing nothing fancy. We we That's usually awesome. out of out of L.A. at our, our producer's living room. But um, our space is a little bit more humble than that. That's awesome. No, that's the way it should be. Yeah. Stay, stay right there. Stay right there, guys. I'm so, I'm so happy you joined us. I really am. I'm so glad yeah. that you're a part of this, and we're excited to meet you uh, at the Farm of Manchester, and probably at some other festival along the way that will not be named. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble, man. I don't know what I can say. Okay. I mean, who is the who is the band that leaked the Bonnaroo lineup? Um, do yeah, that. Well, Could you um, do yeah. that? <laughs> so there's this. 
There's a band mm-hmm. there's a guy, one guy that released the Bonnaroo lineup really early, and it caused the entire festival to have to announce the lineup early. And it was like, Mdu Mokhtar. Oh. Um, you could be that guy. You guys could be that guy. <laughs> I, we're not going to be that. <laughs> I, no, I tell you what. Not to be asked back. I think it's working out in his favor. From everything I've seen, everybody loves him. Yeah, he's doing <laughs> and great. And he's good. He's, he's, he's doing very great. good. So. Okay, guys, we'll see you at Lollapalooza. All right, Thank so you, uh, I'm kidding. I don't know that. I just said that. I don't know if that's true. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Enjoy San Diego. Life looks tough. Thank you. Almost Monday on the What Podcast, which bands this year that matter. The episode today, Festival Firsts, or is it Bonnaroo Rookies? I forgot the name of the show, Barry. First Timers. First Timers. First Timers. -timers. (laughs) Festival First Timers. Just Uh, like you, it's your first time. Feels like it. First day. So um, the Almost Monday kids, almost 30 when you add up all their ages, they uh, are a young group. They are young kids. And, you know, I've gotten to that age, Barry, where, you know, I think I used to be really angry about young people's success. Now I think I just don't care. Um, Mm. Now I just want them to do whatever they need to do. But, boy, there was a point in my life where I really didn't like when kids are successful. And those kids, they got it. Those kids got it. You you set me up for such a classic dad grandpa old Uh guy thing yeah i don't even care anymore i quit (laughs) thinking about stuff like that so long ago because i don't care what i care oh you're you're 16 (laughs) and more successful than me sounds about right (laughs) no kidding yeah Yeah, it's every one of them now every one of them have this this beautiful life that is just you know curated by an instagram feed it's just perfect i mean the the kid's name is even perfect I mean, he's even got a great name. He's cut out of an Instagram thing. He's tailor-made you know, for this. Uh, here, I'll put this in your, your your thoughts. There are certain phrases that when you start any sentence with, it's never a good thing. And one of them is, when I was your age. Yeah. <laughs> Did I say that? Please no, yeah, no, okay. but you will. And that's what I mean. I am. I try to avoid it. I yeah. remember when, when I was your age. You kids, yeah. Barry. What what were you Never doing been. when you were when you were my age? What were you doing? Forty. I was coaching no, little league second. baseball. Wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> that is not true. You are way off there, pal. Way off. Yeah. Forty. I was coaching little was, league baseball. Damn it, Barry. What I are you, have not said Like, what do you got? Two months? <laughs> what do you, how much you got to go? <laughs> you know, we can readdress this topic at Bonnaroo, but for Hang right on. now, right Hang now on. we got thirty nine. <laughs> I thought so. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I was coaching little league and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um is it well, never mind. I'm not yeah. Um here's they the crazy were great. thing. What, I mean, watch this. Watch, watch this Barry. Watch this Barry. Lord Taco, what were you doing at thirty nine? Uh I was doing this show because I was just <laughs> two years ago for yeah. It's drinking PBR. Sure. Yeah, yeah drinking PBR. Yeah. So uh, you know the, you can still do that at my age. It's a good point. <laughs> they, they were good kids, man. They, uh, oh, I, mean, so I say fun. all this in jest because I do think that they have it. They've got it. They feel like they've been, you know, cut from central casting. They were brought in 
and dropped right there, straight from Central Casting. We need good-looking uh, young pop rock stars. You're hired. They got yeah, it. I mean, I love it. You know, what were you doing when you met? We were surfing. <laughs> we met. We met on a wave in the ocean. <laughs> Went back to his house, and his dad said, "Hey, he play Cole plays guitar." Uh, <laughs> I yeah. mean, come on, that's in, a movie. In ba- and Eddie Vedder. Exactly. Eddie Vedder, you know, is. You know, bought is, the school equipment that I learned to play on. It is oh, a it is a nineties movie starring Freddie Prince Jr. You're exactly right. Yes, this was <laughs> Freddie Prince, Keanu Reeves, and then some, you know, kid you'll never see again. But yeah, that's exactly what it is. And it's good. I like yeah, it. I yeah, mean, they're good. I, mean, I, I you know, old yeah. guy me loves it. I thought it was great. I can't wait to see him. And, and here's nice. Nice and kid. It was great. Here's the crazy thing. The the conversation went so well, we've run out of time for Devin Gaffillion, uh, which is very sad. But luckily, we'll have him next week on the uh, the What podcast. And if I can, what do they call A callback? The mm, AJR sure. connection with those mm-hmm. guys? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's awesome. AJR, friends of the show. Friends, friends of, of Brad. Show. Yeah. Yeah. Friends go back. If you guys, uh, if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to that episode. They were great, too. I love it. Yeah. I mean, AJR is one of these things where, like, I, I I mean I I hear it. I just was not expecting it to be like a real thing. You know, it's it's hard it's hard for me to like change my brain from seeing them, you know, hang out at my in my radio station, you know, conference room eating Papa John's and then all of a sudden say, Yeah, I can see them in front of thirty thousand people at Bonnaroo. Which it was great. That show was massive. I mean, I remember them saying years ago, and it, I think it was Quayar from AC Entertainment that said, you know, the biggest show they probably have ever had at, at the witch stage, which is the second stage of Bonnaroo, was Mumford & Son. You know, that that right, right. that one right, show before big. they hit big and on the what stage, there was 30-some thousand people on it. You know, I think Cardi B probably got there two years ago, but man, that AJR crowd was up there. It had to be up there. And I know I don't know if they keep actual records of what they think estimated crowd sizes are anymore. But my God, that crowd was massive for AJR and I never saw it coming. It was fun. And that's why this is fun. So maybe uh, almost Monday's next. Maybe the yeah. next, you know, maybe the next. And, and, you know, in a completely different arena, uh, almost Monday fit into that AJR space, Devin Kefillion, a completely different artist. I mean, just could not be, a bit more 180 than than almost Monday, and I'm really excited to talk to him about the whole songwriting process for him because he's doing it probably much in a much different way than those kids are doing it. I love talking about this stuff, the inside yeah. baseball stuff. I love it. Yeah. So the other thing about uh, about the show and about Bonnaroo, and we've been mentioning in the past couple of weeks, we actually have tickets to give away. A sold out show, sold out festival. First off, I, you know, I think that we all anticipated Bonnaroo to sell out. I don't know if we knew it was going to sell out that quickly. Um, and then to turn out that we f- still have tickets, uh, I'm yeah. kind of surprised they didn't take them away from us. Uh, whenever you like have these, yeah, we don't, we sort of need those back. Uh, we yeah, need yeah, those yeah. tickets back. Yeah, you were serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, 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 no, we don't have those. And we have what camping? Yeah, I sure mean, as hell hope so. Yeah, for the, I mean, the ticket, the winner, just it's nice. Yeah, I'm not, I don't want to drop them at the Waffle House and say, yeah, good luck. You got to go there to the Starbucks right on the entrance there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this Walk is what we're going to do. Follow us uh, on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Taco, remind me what the uh, Twitter handles are. 
Twitter is the what underscore podcast, okay. and Instagram is the what podcast. Okay, why is it two different things? Because somebody took it on Twitter before we had it. Oh, it, that wasn't my fault though. No, no. Okay. Well, <laughs> I was for sure that was. It kind of was because you named the show, but. <laughs> ah, damn it. Uh, the what underscore podcast on Twitter. So follow those two accounts, and what we'll ask you to do is either tweet or Instagram hashtag the what podcast. Uh, send us a tweet, either send a tweet out there into the atmosphere about how bad you want to go to Bonnaroo. Uh, maybe show us your your camping setup. Maybe show us, um, you know, a Bonnaroo memory that you have on Instagram, a photo, and just hashtag at the What Podcast. We're gonna pull all of these hashtags together and then pull a winner probably in the next four or five weeks or so. And that person will get two tickets and camping pass to the sold out Bonnaroo 2021 festival. How about that, kids? Is that good enough? I love it. Great. I love yeah. it. I gotta, I gotta say, Brad, I'm, mm-hmm. I keep listening to Aquarius. I love that song. Do you really? I really, I, I, I keep listening to it when we're not even doing the show. Yeah. Tell everyone I like, to radiate. I, think I like, it's so I great. like it a lot. Jared's like, yeah, but it's not mastered. I'm like, have you heard the show? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, so if you if you missed it, Jared uh, and and Kristen from Repeat Repeat, uh, Jared Repeat and Kristen Repeat got the whole band together, Repeat Repeat, and uh, did a theme song for us. That's what you heard at the beginning of the show, and you get to hear the whole thing here at the end. But if you want to download it, it's available at thewhatpodcast.com. They're totally. Oh, they said just take it. It's all it's all yours, uh, and play it for all the parties, play it for all the the campsites, and make sure it's um you know at least available for people to download because. You know, who who knows? They literally whipped it up in two hours. I gave them an idea and then it was they were done in two hours. I love it. Radiate. I love it. I love the little hook. I love everything. Mm -hmm. The horns at the end, which is an inside joke for us, but I still love it. It's great. Yeah, they're the only two people in the world that don't like horns. It's very, very strange. (laughs) It's a very odd thing. We had this. uh, I, I you know, in New Orleans, there's a lot of second lines, right? Uh, people are second lining, you, you know, for funerals, for, you know, because yeah, it's Tuesday. The other day they did Bowie and uh, yeah. who was the other one? Yeah, but it's, but horns are pervasive right. in the city. And if you hear, like, the wife and I will just be sitting at the house one day. The, the, the windows will be open. You'll hear horns and we'll go running to the windows and the doors because we think that a second line is about to walk by the house or a band is playing. You know, it's like it, it's like the call. It's like the call of the wild in, in New Orleans, and we just come rushing to the horns. And, you know, I'll always send them videos and pictures of it, and they'll just send me this. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Who, who uh, hates horns? See, everyone has their challenges. Very strange. It's very strange. <laughs> I feel like there's great. Is there anything else we need to get to? Go download the song, uh, rate review us on uh, on your platforms because that really helps. It really really helps the consequence people. This is uh, really for them. They uh, they really need you know those numbers and and you know God love them. If you don't know, we're now on the Consequence Podcast Network. So rate review the show if you like it. If you don't like it, I would prefer if you just didn't rate a review. Uh, to be honest with you, just skip up that whole part and then. Enter the contest. Hashtag the what podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Anything else before we go? Nope. All right. Have a great week. We covered it. Devin Gavillian next week on a second part of Festival First Timers on the What Podcast. We'll see you then. Love you. Bye.
Consequence Podcast Network. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.